What's this, Thursday? Friday. Oh. Frank Johnson. My name is Abraham Lawrence. And I'm Tim Goetz. <laughs> <laughs> I did that on purpose. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> Our goal here is to... I, uh, I waited 24 hours before that joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great. Our goal here is to describe for you the movie that's that going good. on in our head when we read the Bible. Today is Friday. It's December the 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th. December the 15th. We're halfway through the month. It's episode number? 240. 240. We only have 10 more episodes left in this year, and we're going to make them count. What you got, Abe? Man, I'm just really enjoying, you know, this blessing of uh, Jacob's children, and it's not what anyone's expecting. No, not at all. No one's expecting any of this. So he's already talked to Reuben and Simeon and Levi, and then he has this long blessing that he gives to Judah. And, and there's a few things in here that we do need to take a look at in oh, this yes. blessing of Judah. So we're in Genesis chapter 49. I believe one of the first ones we need to talk about is this uh, lion because Judah is strong like a young lion and then established like an old lion. He actually compares him to both. He has the great features of both a young lion and an old lion. And then the other thing is the scepter. Yes. It says the scepter shall not depart from Judah. However, the first king of Israel did not come from the tribe of Judah. Because God says, well, give the people who the people want. Yep. He came from what tribe, Abe? Tribe of Benjamin. Yes, he sure did. Which was another great tribe. It was a tribe, another Rachel kid, but it's not the tribe of Judah. No. So there you go. Uh, but David, he comes from the tribe of Judah. Solomon, of yes. course, comes from that tribe. And Jesus Christ himself Amen. comes from the tribe of Judah. And there's so Judah. many, if, if you read this, and then there's uh, so many references to Jesus in this these few uh, yeah Shiloh verses. actually is the uh, uh, kind of a secretive version of who Jesus Christ is the Messiah until Shiloh comes and to him shall be the obedience of all the peoples yeah like I was saying off the air I mean you thinking you guys are all all of the brothers are in here and then you hear this big blessing from your brother Judah and you're just like well you pretty much gave him everything so what's what's left for me well he is the firstborn and the uh, well he gets the firstborn blessing. So he's getting the firstborn birthright, which he does get the double portion. I love how he talks about this, uh, uh, the vine. Yes. That he's going to, he's just going to, he's going to wallow in it. He's just going to have such wealth. And that's really what the wine uh, part means. And uh, his eyes are dull from wine. It's not because he's drinking or he's drunk. It just means that he just, he's just going to be embellished with yes. it. Yes. And so that's, uh, that's Judah. And he is definitely going to be that guy. Then he comes to Zeb. <laughs> what? I'm laughing because Zebulun's probably going to be like, that's it. Zebulun, yeah. <laughs> Zebulun is next up. He's at verse 13. Zebulun will dwell at the seashore, and he shall be a haven for ships, and his flank shall be towards Sidon. Now, so, the Bible is accurate, and it is true, and he says these are things to come. But do you know that Zebulun did not settle by either the Mediterranean Sea or the Sea of Galilee. Zebulun will dwell at the seashore. Does not happen. How about that? Wow. So I just wanted you to know that because, like I said, I do know that the Bible is true, and we're not trying to prove the Bible false, 
But what we are saying is that Zebulun didn't actually dwell at the seashore. What it, Zebulun did dwell on, though, was the Maris Road. Uh, it was called the uh, Via Marius in Roman times, in Jesus' time. And they were extremely well taken care of by the shipping and the trade routes. So the seashore did bring them all this wealth, but they didn't literally settle at the seashore. And I found that a little odd because in every one of these other cases, it's absolutely true what Jacob tells them, but Zebulun doesn't. Now, it's either that or our theologians have it wrong. And when Zebulun first settled in the, in the uh, when they first went over, Moses got them into the land. Maybe some of them did actually settle by the seashore. So I don't know. And maybe when we get to the, in Joshua, uh, maybe we'll be able to come back to this a little bit. But just yeah. keep that in your mind. Will do. Issachar is a strong donkey lying down between the sheepfolds. In other words, he's stubborn, uh, but he's loyal because that's what lying down between the sheepfolds means. And when he saw that a resting place was good and that the land was pleasant, he bowed his shoulder to bear burdens and became a slave at forced labor. Mm. We, we read about it in 1 Chronicles chapter 7, uh, verses 1 to 5. It actually talks about the sons of Issachar. These are some warrior dudes, man. These guys really bear up the, the, the they shore up the Israelite. And then Dan in verse 16, Dan shall judge his people as one of the tribes of Israel. Did you know that's what his name means? Dan means judge. That was what uh, Dan meant. That's why I was asking if you had these names, because some of them were actually. And you know who's one of the most famous Danites? Well, uh, man, is that uh, Deborah? No, she's actually the next one, right? Isn't you mentioned them earlier when you were talking about prostitutes? Dan? In the tribe of Dan? So Samson. Who? Samson. Oh, Samson's from the tribe of Dan? Man, I had no idea that was the case. All right, well, you would know, because I, I know that you know these stories. So I'm not even going to debate you on that. But yeah, I, yeah, that's like news to me. Yeah, that's, uh, that's strange. Uh, I was going to say something. Well, I guess we'll get to one of these others. Um, uh, so uh, Dan shall judge his people as one of the tribes of Israel. Dan shall be a serpent in the way, a horned snake in the path that bites the horse's heels so that his rider falls backwards. For your salvation I wait, O Lord. Once again, he treats Dan like he sort of did Reuben. He starts out by saying really nice things about Reuben, too. You're my firstborn, my might, and beginning, and my strength, preeminent in dignity. But guess what? You're not preeminent. So he tells Dan, you shall be a judge of your people. But this is the kind of judge you are. You're like a serpent. You bite at the heels of the people. In fact, when we get to judges... Yes, you'll even see it even starts out, you know, it's a he's a very famous, uh, you know, chapter in, in judges where they're just horrible. They're amoral people. Yep. I mean, they, they just throw the morals out the window. Yeah, because they they dwell in their land and they're literally doing everything that everybody's doing. And Dan gives up the land that they was actually given by Moses and flees even further north, almost completely out all the way to the point where they're completely taken out in Revelations chapter seven. If you go to Revelation chapter seven, verses four to eight. It talks about the 12 tribes, the 12 names of the 12 gates in the new city, the 12 tribes. It lists the 12 tribes. And guess what? Dan ain't one of them. <laughs> he's not in there. So he's totally been left out. So isn't this kind of a really cool thing that Jacob says in the last th verse 18? For your salvation, I wait. 
Oh, Lord. Mm. I wonder if Dan didn't make it. You know what I mean? I wonder if a lot of the Danites did not enter into the kingdom. Then as for Gad, verse 19, raiders shall raid him, but he will raid at their heels. So uh, do you realize that uh, Gad was the tribe that literally settled right along the Jordan? Some are even on both sides of the Jordan. And so that anytime an enemy came to Israel, Gad was the first one up. So they, they were like always being raided. Seems like that's, their cities were the ones that were being plundered all the time. But they were also uh, a pretty shrewd people, to good fighters back. So it's amazing. Do you realize that this is almost, uh, I forget how many years it was, 600? I think it's 640 years David arrives on the scene from here. So this, so he's telling these people these things that aren't going to happen. Some of these things aren't going to happen for another five or 600 years. Yes, it's amazing. But that's what it is. Asher, his food shall be rich, for he will yield royal dainties. Now, when Moses gives Asher his part of the land, it's some of the most fertile land that you've ever seen. So they grow some of the best crops, and he serves some of the most wonderful meals, and he's just north of the palace there in Jerusalem. So the king was always able to get Asher to bring some good food down there. Yeah, some of them royal dainties. I wonder what that was. And you know that Jacob actually knew about some, about some good cooking, right? Yeah. Asher must have been his go-to man. Like, <laughs> you reckon that's it? All right, man, we're, we're going to wrap it up for another week. We've got a few more kids to go through, but we'll have to wait till Monday. Man, I love how that outro just yeah, comes man. right on in there. It's Friday. Go to church. Go to week. church. Please go to church. Yeah, it's only a couple of weeks to Christmas. Amen. Yes. Amen. Go see Tim's play. It's this weekend, I think. That's no. right. He's playing games. Yeah, it is. It's tomorrow night in Dallas. Y'all, God look up bless us all, everyone. We're going to put a link in the description. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs>